Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. I'm going to give you some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. I can guarantee you that tonight. Folks, we got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. I want to talk about uh, the USGS alert levels up at volcanoes in the United States. Orange and yellow in effect is by Weather Boy, a team meteorologist posted on the 11th of uh, May. You can go to weatherboy.com and check out a little bit more of that. We got immigration crisis and open borders. One more piece of the global agenda falling into place is by Mark Hitchcock. You can find it at harbingersdaily.com. And of course, all this failure is deliberate. Uh, societal chaos is what leftists have been scheming since the French Revolution. Uh, that article is by Mark Lewis, posted on the 12th of May. You can find that at frontpagemag.com, frontpagemag.com. And uh, to add more uh, to the fire here, we've got DHS to train citizens to spot radical conservatives by Bob Unrum, the WND.com. And we'll talk a little bit about that today. We got a whole bunch of stuff, you guys, coming down. And another shocking thing coming up on the front here is the problem comes down to, quote, playing God, unquote, first three parent baby born in UK despite ethical concerns. Yes, folks, I was posted um, today, May the 13th. My goodness, goodness, what do we got? And you know him, you love him. He is my all-time favorite. It's Leo Holman, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. Mr. Leo has an article um, titled today by Fomenting Border Chaos and Lawlessness. Globalists have set trap that will deceive humanity into accepting biometric digital ID that will tag and track all people everywhere welcome to the program you guys isn't this exciting we have got a lot of news to talk about today i looked at my phone today and i just looked at it and uh on the news break app and all of this stuff coming across my phone is just absolutely evil wicked and diabolical should i say i've never seen news like that and uh, it's happening on a daily basis. I don't have my phone in here with me right now, but wickedness abounds. And I just, you know, I had to turn it off. I said, you know what? I'm just not going to look at this, but I'm just going to give you guys a big, huge warning right here. If you haven't noticed already, I know y'all have. <laughs> it is not uh, Mayberry outside anymore. Uh, we don't live in Mayberry and uh, we're not living in the same, um, the same world that we lived in uh, when we were all kids, even 20 years ago. Um, you know, uh, Satan is on a rampage and he knows he has, but a short time. And so, uh, you know, he is evil, wicked. He is a liar. He's a father of liars. He's a murderer. He is a, I mean, folks, everything wicked and evil. And, uh, you know, he has, but a short time. He knows it. And, and, you know, he knows the Bible. He's read the Bible. <laughs> you know, we should be reading our Bibles. And so, um, he knows and, uh, and so he's going all out, I think, for it right now. And, uh, you know, he knows his end. You know, he will be thrown in the lake of fire. But, you know, I think he thinks he can win, which we all know he can, but he thinks he can. Folks, I want to read to you a little bit today out of Psalm chapter 16. So my reading today, Psalm chapter 16. And I want to start in uh, verse 5. O Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in shoal, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Folks, get in the Word. There's abundance of blessings in the Word. We have promises and we have reassurance and we have peace in the word of God and uh, he's given that to us he's not only given us his Holy Spirit to live inside of us but he's also given his word to direct us and so um, you know get in the word of God <laughs> 
especially nowadays. We definitely need it. So let's stop. Uh, let's just start here with the, the fomenting border crisis uh, we got going on here with Leo. And guys, you know, I live in Texas. And uh, please, please, if you would, please keep all the DPS troopers um, that's a uh, Texas Department of Public Safety troopers in your prayers. My cousin is one of them. His name is Tyson Tanner, and he has been uh, sent to the border, and he is there, and folks, is very dangerous down there. Um, please keep them in your prayers. Please keep all law enforcement, Border Patrol agents, uh, Holly Patrol, anybody, any law enforcement that you guys can think of. And not only that, but social workers as well. We have a lot of social workers down there, a lot of churches down there. Folks, please keep them all in your prayers. And, and the people trying to come across the border, um, you know, not all of them are bad, but they need to come across the border the legal way. And some of them are bad. Some of them are very, very evil, wicked people doing the work of Satan. And so please pray that those people will be kept out and that the good folks uh, that are wanting to come in and to work and make a better life for themselves, uh, that they would come in and contribute to society. And so anyway... Uh, let's get to his article here and it says let's start there's an old saying be careful what you wish for it could come back to bite you he says there are many examples of this in history that should give us pause whenever we're faced with a crisis causing fear and confusion times not like not unlike our own when the masses are demanding relief from those who populate the hallowed halls of government many of our most oppressive laws get enacted this way can you think of a few he goes i can what about the usa patriot act and the creation of the Department of Homeland Security after 9-11. People were begging for it, demanding a measure of safety and they were eager to hand over their most basic rights and freedoms to the government in exchange for the promise of safety. He goes on to say, you see it also, he, you see it also with education. He says public schools have been utterly destroyed by decades of leftist infiltration to the point where professional educators actually participate in a devious form of mental trickery in which vulnerable young children as young as four and five years old are encouraged to question their gender. With those schools safely in the abyss, you can be you can bet they're coming for the private and homeschools next. How will they do this? Through some something conservatives have uh, for decades been begging for school choice or vouchers where the tax dollar follow the student to whatever type of school the parent chooses. On its face, it sounds lovely. School choice? Who wouldn't be in favor of choice? Of course. And so, but he that taketh government funds plate this himself under government rules so school choice eventually leads to no choice at all because the government through its role as administrator over public tax dollars now owns a monopoly on education public and private perhaps no other issue try or today cries out for an analysis through the lens of be careful what you wish for than that of immigration it's currently the biggest story in the news especially the conservative news our government has intentionally created an atmosphere of complete chaos at the border with tens of thousands of military age men pouring over the border into the u.s this is a national security crisis if there ever was one conservatives are getting very upset about this and understandably so for years they have clamored for a wall to be built on the southern border it sounds like a logical solution but walls can be used to keep people in as well as keep them out ah you say but that only happens in countries run by totalitarian regimes you assume much he says dear reader by thinking of america as anything but a burgeoning dictatorship then you have something called e-verify where all employers would be forced to electronically verify that anyone they hire is a legal resident of the country it sounds wonderful and conservatives want that too there are only a few smart conservatives like Thomas Massey, Republican of Kentucky, who see the writing on the wall when it comes to E-Verify and how it will actually be used. Just like Homeland Security, the Patriot Act, school choice, and most gun laws, E-Verify will be turned against law-abiding Americans. He goes below as an excerpt from a May 9th article, Reason uh, Mag in Reason Magazine, and I quote, 
House Republicans are rallying around the Secure the Border Act of 2023, a sprawling immigration enforcement bill uh, that will be brought up for a vote later this week. It would resume border wall construction and seek to codify the Trump-era Remain in Mexico policy, which required migrants to await their U.S. immigration court dates in Mexico. But the bill wouldn't just target undocumented immigrants, as Representative Thomas Massey uh, from Kentucky has pointed out. He tweeted that a section requiring employers to use e-verify systems to verify worker citizenship status would be like giving the government the ultimate on-off switch for employment. He says, I will not vote to require every American to get President Joe Biden's permission if they want to work, Massey continued. Giving the federal government more power over you is a mistake, he says. And Leo goes on to say Massey is spot on. For more information, you can check on the E-Verify. And he's got another, uh, he has an article and it's titled The New Immigration Bill is a Trojan Horse for E-Verify and is a Threat to All Americans. Well, he, he has a link to that article there. Uh, then come voter fraud. He goes, that comes, that's a big one. He says, you'd be hard pressed to find a conservative who isn't in favor of voter ID as a method of keeping non-citizens from voting. On paper, it's an idea that makes sense. In reality, looking at voter ID as a panacea to our problems with election integrity is like missing the forest through the trees. He says, voter fraud surely accounts for a portion of the problem, but it pales in comparison to election fraud. America has system has systemic weakness in its election system that have nothing to do with individual voters and everything to do with governments outsourcing the entire election process to private companies using proprietary technology that nobody outside of those companies controls or even fully understands until the whole system gets brought back to where it constitutionally belongs at the state and local level of public accountable government officials you will not solve the problem with election integrity he says regardless of who you require to present an id he's absolutely right he goes on to say but what if i told you all these problems related to ids uh, problems at the border in the workplace and in the voting booths are with us not by accident but by design. As a result, they can and will be solved by requiring a biometric digital ID for all people. Yes, folks, that's where he's going, and you know it. Keep in mind that problems related to migration, elections, foreign workers, and foreign travel are not unlikely, or, or I'm sorry, are not uniquely American problems. These are global problems. Global problems demand a global solution. And then comes the suddenly enormous issue of general artificial intelligence taking over the world. Ever wonder why almost every one of the big advocates of transhumanist technocratic advancements, folks like Elon Musk, Yuval Noah Harari, Klaus Schwab, and Google's so-called godfather of AI, Jeffrey Hinton, have all suddenly become worried about AI and are issuing, quote, warnings about the dire uh, dire threat AI poses to humanity after pushing for these technologies for years now we're supposed to believe they suddenly found a conscience and don't want to see them applied in real life please he said they are laying a trap by stoking fear of their own inventions falling into the wrong hands quote creating an AI dystopia where nobody will be able to tell what's real and what's fake where everyone is susceptible to having their identity stolen their accounts hacked into now they can, can introduce the solution which they already have waiting in their back pocket and that solution is dun, 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 global biometric digital id for all people you will need it to access the voting booth you'll need it to access the corporate workplace You'll need it to get a driver's license to access public transportation and air travel, to travel across borders, to access health care, to receive government benefits, even to log on to and access the Internet. They will entice us with this same refrain. It will be safer, more secure, and more convenient to enlist in their invasive tagging and tracking system. They use good cop, bad cop psychological techniques to play on our most basic human fear, the fear of being violated, in order to disguise their own violation of our privacy, our right to remain anonymous and free. In the race to digitize humanity with these tagging and tracking devices and for every new quote upgrade in the drive toward greater safety and security, not to mention ease and convenience, they require us to give up more of what makes us human. Tech companies are constantly conditioning us for the next step that brings us closer to the mark of the beast. They want our eye scans, facial scans, fingerprints, and other unique identifiers, even our DNA. They want to own it all. 
folks. You can check out the latest from Google and it's described by biometricupdate.com. And I'm going to read you a little post out of this. So here's a here's a little tidbit. Quote, as of May 3rd, 2023, Google users can opt to secure their accounts using pass keys rather than passwords. According to a blog post on the company's website, pass keys allow users to sign in using fingerprint or face biometrics or through a device screen lock such as a local pin. Quote, in keeping with an industry-wide trend toward adopting pass keys, the company is promoting pass keys as a faster, simpler, and more secure alternative to existing sign-in options, including multi-factor authentication, unquote. The article continues adding, using passwords puts a lot of responsibility on users. Choosing strong passwords and remembering them across various accounts can be hard. In addition, even the most savvy users are often misled into giving them up during phishing attempts. And since the passkey exists only on a particular device, when a user signs in with one, it verifies that they are in possession of the device and have the ability to unlock it. This reduces the risk of a password being accessed by bad actors via phishing or, you know, privacy breaches. Any shared biometric data unlocks the passkey locally and never goes beyond the device, unquote. He says, do you see a pattern here? It's all about access and who gets to control it. They want you to think you are in control of your personal data. But once you give it to them, they own it. And ownership means they can do anything they want with it, including sell it to others. But don't believe me. Go to the United Nations website and other websites run by the establishment elites, such as the World Economic Forum, uh, to read up and see for yourself how hard they are pushing the digital ID as the answer to all of our uniquely 21st century problems. In fact, the need for a global digital ID system is embedded prominently in the United Nations Agenda 2030 Goals uh, for Sustainable Development, or the SDGs. He goes on to say, there are 17 of these SDGs which are supported by governments of all UN member nations. You'd be hard-pressed to find a single Fortune 1000 corporation that doesn't have something on its website about its commitment to the sustainable goals of our sustainability goals as a means of, quote, saving the planet. I hate to tell you, but this planet is going to be burned up. Uh, the Lord Jesus uh, is going to do that and bring us in a new heaven and a new earth. But yeah, it's a little ways away. No. Mm. Anywho, moving right along. And it says here, these goals are signed on to by global heads of state. In 2015, Barack Obama uh, committed the U.S. to these goals and no president since Trump or Biden has repealed Obama's political declaration to achieve these goals by 2030. Now, folks, just seven years away, the United, uh, the UN Agenda for 2030 makes it clear that its goals are for everyone. People are principle two of the agenda is leave no one behind, the UN states on its website. They don't ask us if we want to be included in this agenda. They assume we do and declare it finished. Done. Period. No person, no community will be left alone. They're coming for you and they want you to know that. After all, um, how would they save the planet if they let us opt out of their plans? Hmm. UN Sustainable Development Goal number 16 states promote peaceful and inclusive societies for sustainable development. Provide access to justice for all and build effective, accountable and inclusive institutions at all levels. Unquote. The key word there is access. How do you gain access to the UN's version of justice and peaceful tranquility, which the UN again stresses is intended for all? The starting point for this access will be gained by presenting your digital ID or QR code. And this code will start out on your cell phone. And eventually, if we listen to World Economic Forum advisor Yuval Noah Harari, is will go under the skin yes you can listen to him say it right there um and it's on their little youtube channel 
surveillance under the skin dr yuval noah harari he is an evil wicked despicable little man anyway he goes on to say how exactly how it will go under the skin is still up for debate will it be a chip in your hand will it be injected uh, with a vaccine uh, that remains to be seen he says but the framework is already in place the un nations include a list of 12 quote targets within his goal number 16 these targets include everything from reducing crime and terrorism to eliminating corruption arms trafficking child trafficking and broadening and strengthening global governments goal 16 target number nine which is goal 16.9 states by 2030 provide legal identity for all including birth registration biometric update fills in key details on what the un means by legally ident- legal identity for all when it states and i quote our daily biometrics update explore a broad range of modalities and methods from fingerprint voice iris and facial recognition to cutting edge technologies like dna analysis and gait recognition related identification tools such as behavioral biometrics and non-biometric identification methods such as identity document verification and telephone forensics our coverage touches on all applications and issues dealt with in this sector including national security mobile identity and border control with a special emphasis on un sustainable development goals 16 point nine to provide universal digital identification in the id for africa movement unquote and leo goes on to say so we see that there is literally nothing about us as human beings that the establishment of globalist elites do not want fingerprint voice iris and facial recognition dna analysis and gate recognition they want it all and they want it digitized meaning it's available to them instantly in real time and storable in a central database forever it can be used to control your movement what you buy what you eat everything goal 16.9 is followed by goal 1610 which again states the need to ensure access to all the wonderful information and freedoms that come with being a citizen in good standing of this new global digital system the temptation for many conservatives is to dismiss anything that comes out of the un as the stuff of dreamers that's a fatal mistake he says there is an entire cottage industry that has sprung up globally to uh, or of private companies eager to provide the technological apparatus that will not only make up the digital IDs, but will tie them all together into one globally recognized standard. This is almost this. There he says there is almost nobody arguing against this tagging and tracking system right now in the political sphere that I'm aware of. He says it has the support of both major major political parties in the U.S. as well as those holding power in the U.K., EU, China, Russia, and all the nations. If there's a white knight. I don't see him or her anywhere on the horizon. He says a bill was recently introduced into the United States Senate to create a digital ID for all Americans. No politicians with a national platform are speaking out against this. Donald Trump. Nope. Ron DeSantis. Nope. Mike Pence. Nope. Nikki Haley. No. Would they or would they not support a digital ID for all Americans? What about your member of Congress? He asked. No member of the press even asks these leaders where they stand on the issue or tries to get them on the re- on re- on the record regarding it. He says the newly crowned King Charles III, the most powerful monarch in the world, has staked his entire position on the global achievement of the United Nations Agenda 2030 SDGs. He talks about it all the time. He also was the first world leader to announce the need for a quote great reset and quote build back better, a mantra that was then picked up by political leaders worldwide he speaks about the need for a reset in apocalyptic terms quote time has quite literally run out uh, charles said at the un's cop 26 environmental conference in 2021 and you can listen below and it says uh starting at about the two point two zero mark where he calls for a fundamental economic uh, transition to pull that off he says we need a vast military style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector with trillions at his disposal you guys know i've played that several several times on this program i know you guys have all heard that 
And it was on Sky News if you want to go check it out. But anyway, he goes on to say two of King Charles's subjects and political allies, the UK's former Labour Party Prime Minister Tony Blair and Conservative MP um, Lord William Hague, recently stated in an interview with the BBC that making this gold transition will require a digital ID for all people. The G20 nations announced in November of 2022 that they will work toward a system of digital health passports for all people, requiring them to show their digital papers Show me your papers without, I'm sorry, without which they would be unable to travel outside their country. Once this is in place, we are one step away from using the same digital identification system to restrict the movement of people outside of their region, their city, or within, say, a 15-minute walk of their home. Now you have a truly enforceable 15-minute city. Some of the United Nations and World Economic Forum have supported for years. It all hinges on the digital ID, folks. This ID will contain biometric information unique to your person. It will be digital and storable, marked by a QR code and require for more and more things to function in life until eventually you won't be able to work, move about freely, buy or sell unless you show that you have this code on your phone or on your person. There's no escaping the fact that each time government comes forth with a solution to a problem, it always involves less freedom for we the people. Border walls, e-verify, voter ID, school choice, all of these are double-edged swords. They're sold to us as fail-safe solutions to real problems, but in the end, they empty us of our free will and our ability to experience what it means to be fully human i'm just gonna interject here way back when your social security number had nothing to do with work employment or anything like that but eventually look where it's at anyway that's what i throw that in there he goes on to say conservatives on the other hand tend to be more independent more likely to exercise critical thinking globalist elites know this so in order to get conservatives on board with the changes that will advance the agenda of global governments and uh, control they must be made to feel the pain of societal problems in spades terrorist attacks pandemics wars and economic meltdowns make wonderful instruments of pain that's why you see the borders being completely trashed violent crime raging out of control and jobs disappearing like hot dogs in one of those carnival eating contests it's all by design to make you feel the pain be careful what you wish for though he said There's a biometric digital ID waiting with your name and number on it. There's a wall waiting to be built. There's a private school waiting to take your your child's government allotted tax dollars. When you walk into the trap, it's a trap with many snares. Global digital ID will also be tied in with the global digital money system, which, by the way, is on a fast track to implementation with more than 100 countries in the process of testing new digital programmable tokens that can be turned on and turned off based on your obedience to the system. The goal is to digitally tag and monitor all things living and non-living like cattle. They will have you corralled, ready to be herded into the desired direction the complete digitization of humanity whether the globalists led by king charles and others will be successful remains to be seen but that's the goal and they have the world's richest most powerful individuals and entities aligned against us what they don't have on their side is the spirit of god and his army of angelic forces and this is a spiritual battle at its core so we know who will emerge triumphant republicans with your exception of a few like thomas massey and maybe Rand paul will all support this march toward digital tyranny so be careful what you wish for very careful folks that article is by leo homan h-o-h-m-a-n-n.com you guys can go check it out with many 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 other wonderful articles that he has written mm. Mm. and i'm so thankful uh for the wonderful research that he does and uh, so what else we got going on? I, this is, I, I could not believe this is a concerned Christian. This is, um, uh, the problem comes down to playing God. Uh, first three parent baby born in UK, despite ethical concerns. You can find this at harbingersdaily.com by Christian Concern posted uh, today, the 13th of May. So last week, the birth of the first three parent baby in the UK was reported in the Guardian. Journalists obtained evidence that fewer than five such babies were born in the UK by making freedom of information requests to the Human Fertilization and Embryological or Embryology uh, Authority. The first such birth in the world was in Mexico in 2016. The treatment used is known as mitochondrial donation treatment. 
The baby conceived from this treatment has a genetic father and two genetic mothers. Typically, a mother whose mitochondrial DNA is defective can choose to use this technique. The motivation for this is to prevent mothers passing on rare mitochondrial disease to their children. The nuclear material of the mother's fertilized egg is removed and preserved. The father's sperm is used to fertilize the female donor's egg, which is free from any defects. This donor nuclear material is taken out of the donor's fertilized egg and discarded. The parent's nuclear material is then inserted into the donor egg. The result is a... uh, a baby who has more than 99% of his or her DNA from the mother and father and a very small number of genes around 37 from the female donor. Oh my goodness, folks. This is insane. It says warnings by Christians not heeded. It says as the technique was being promoted in the UK, Christian organizations such as the Christian Medical Fellowship and Christian Concern raised warnings about the ethical pitfalls involved it was hinted that prejudice could creep into the process of handling the resultant embryos this is because it is mothers not fathers who pass on mitochondrial dna to their children this mitochondrial diseases are passed on through mothers there's no there's no way of predicting beforehand whether an ivf embryo conceived using this new technique will be male or female the question then arises in the laboratory as to what to do with female embryos whether they are more likely to be discarded Folks goes on to say, changing the face of the human race. Back in 2015, Andrea Williams warned that the real issues raised by you, raised by pushing for this IVF technique were moral and not technical. She made the argument that it is unethical as it destroys the embryos carrying mitochondrial disease in order to create other lives. Also, permanent genetic modification would be passed down the genetic line when their full consequences are as yet unknown affecting all future generations these concerns have now been repeated by several of the christian organizations this week essentially the problem comes down to quote playing god engaging in radical experimentation on human embryos and thus modifying human life oh my goodness folks i just can't believe i'm reading articles like this like it's actually happening like this this depravity is happening oh it's like science fiction gone wrong. Like I wouldn't even thought of this when I was there were I just like a B rate. I can't even just words just you know, I just can't can't even think of what to say. It's just such extremism, I guess. Anyway. So DHS to train citizens to spot radical conservatives, folks. The WND uh WND.com Bob Unra posted the twelfth of May. So the government not only um has slammed conservative uh, parents attending school board meetings as domestic terrorists, it is now is producing videos explaining how the general population can watch for and be wary of those quote radicals unquote. A report from uh, Reed D. Rubenstein of American First Legal explains, quote, the Department of Homeland Security's transformation into a domestic intelligence organization in a stasi-like deep uh, state internal security apparatus is alarming. It is a very long way from see something, say something regarding an unattended suitcase at the airport to profiling patriotic and politically conservative Americans as abusive parents and domestic terrorists because they oppose abortion on demand and voted for former President Trump. The agency is out of control, unquote. The Stasi was East Germany's much feared and lethal state security police uh, from 1950 to about 1990. America First this week released online copies of documents obtained under the Freedom of Information Act from the Department of Homeland Security that, quote, reveal shocking internal documents from the Office of Targeted Violence and Terrorism Prevention, and quote. The concern, quote, so-called domestic terrorism, unquote. The organization reported an internal memo from January 29th of 2021, just eight days after Joe Biden moved into the White House as and it says a, quote, choose your own adventure game like memo for people to make real life decisions based on radicalization scenarios. These scenarios describe political viewpoints like opinions on abortion and expanded government. America first described the government offered five story branches, each with three video scenes that present observers with, quote, difficult choices that approximate real life decisions. At the end, viewers have made three choice Uh, Three choices impacting the potential radicalization of others, the government explains. 
Yes, folks. For example, one of these characters is Anne, who is described as a middle-aged pro-life advocate, and another is Courtney, a budding conspiracy theorist. They also outline Pete, the anti-government authority abusive parent stepdad, First American explains, and the government charges has always been religious, but since the death of her mother, she's become increasingly devout. She's a regular in the small-town community, active in several church groups. While she has always been protective of her four kids, she has become increasingly more concerned about the welfare of other children, including the unborn. Courtney, the government complains, made new friends after moving to a new city, but she also joined volunteer groups for underprivileged youth. She has become fixated on conspiracy theories regarding government connections to child abuse and trafficking. Pete has a family, works 9 to 5, and mostly hangs out at a local bar. The government program also offers images of the family first to show that domestic terrorism can happen to anyone, but that anyone can also help prevent it. The DHS charges when casting, we would like to share diverse race, gender, cultural individuals that align to the same distribution of the United States based on the breakdown of the most recent census. The America First report said these documents further reveal that the government is using taxpayer dollars to expand its capabilities to deem innocent people as extremists or domestic terrorists. A report at Zero Hedge said the videos present scenarios where citizens, quote, might encounter potentially, quote, radicalized individuals. Citizens are then asked to choose what they think should be done. The report said most of the scripted scenarios showcase people with conservative beliefs and values as the radicalized threat. The government, for example, presents You've been Anne's hairdresser for years. During one of Anne's visits, she brings up pro-life arguments and begins ranting, saying that something should be done to put a stop to the Planned Parenthood office in the next county. She shares videos of violent protests on her phone, and you notice increasingly more militant language from Anne. After you wrap up the appointment, you... Dot, dot, dot. And Zero Hedge warns the series also targeted old high school friends who believe in conspiracies as examples of radicalization... I'm sorry, uh, examples of radicalized citizens in need of bystander intervention. The report suggests that programs seem to have been developed in tandem with the Disinformation Governments Board, which was eventually scrapped due to public opposition. It reveals an ongoing and disturbing trend within the federal government to implement authoritarian measures across the country, first using COVID as an excuse, then using the January 6th protest as rationale. Folks, it continued the focus of these DHS efforts are overwhelmingly on conservatives with a not so subtle implication that conservatives and constitutionalists or anyone that questions official government narratives are domestic terrorists. This was done while the DHS and Democrats mostly ignored the violent actions of BLM, Antifa, trans rights protesters, etc. Folks, you can catch more information on all this great stuff at the WND.com if you would like to go there and check that out. They always have great info. Lots of great info. And of course, all this failure is deliberate, you guys. This is societal chaos, is what leftists have been scheming uh, since the French Revolution. You can find us at the front page, mag.com, uh, May the 12th by Mark Lewis. He says, I recently had a reader ask, Why is Joe Biden still president? And he says, Well, I'm sure there was um, some facetiousness in his query, is actually worth pondering. The simple answer is, he was elected him for a four year term and still has about a year and a half left so he is president because our constitution allows him to be and he hasn't died yet so he says but let's examine the question a little deeper and i'm going to increase this font just a tad so everything biden has done has been a disaster the economy is teetering the border is non-existent the banking system and the dollar are crumbling our enemies are taking advantage of the weakness they perceive in the white house crime is out of control in most of our once great cities traditional morality and decency are in the toilet. Our children are being butchered and groomed for the hedonistic pleasure of a cadre of sexual deviants. Women athletes are losing hard-earned rights because of the transgender movement, something that almost no one had heard of five years ago. Government spending is without restraint, and as a result, inflation has soared, and America's middle class is being squeezed into near oblivion. 
The education system continues to produce semi-literates who will do what in the future? No patriot wants to join the military anymore. The list of Joe Biden's cataclysms is endless, but my space is this column isn't, he says. So I mention only a few uh, of the most egregious uh, catastrophes this man and his ideology have foisted upon the nation. Why is he still president? Indeed, Biden is president, but as far from in control, he's very far from, that's true, he's not in control at all. But anyway, he goes, the Marxist left is global, global movement, whatever groups are ultimately behind it, are using Biden and the Democratic Party as pawned in the supreme game of human dominion, or human domination, I'm sorry, uh, Biden does everything he is told to do, he is nothing but a puppet, a useful idiot, as I explained recently, he said, totally unable to think for himself. The far left, the Marxist left, manipulates him and his ideological band. Biden doesn't realize it, but some Democrats do. But this is why Biden health permitting will win the Democratic nomination next year. Why would the leftist oligarchy want anyone else since he is doing exactly what they want him to? When he has expanded his usefulness, he will be tossed into the dustbin of history. They will have no further need for him and probably won't even give him a gold watch. What is critical to understand is that all the failures of the Biden administration are choreographed they are deliberate exactly what soros wef deep state i.e the marxist left left covet they want failure we must understand that some of them are intelligent enough to know that leftist policies never succeed because they contradict basic human nature economic laws history science god and every other reality this is the horror we are witnessing in america and around the world today designed intended collapse those who are engineering this aren't aware of it and again need the failure our societies crumble and dissipate uh, into total chaos someone echoing hitler will have to step forth and restore order again the left certainly doesn't intend for donald trump or ron DeSantis to do it the marxist left will be able to assume all power and the people will gladly give it to them in order to restore some measure of peace and stability to their lives. The masses will obey whatever orders are given to them under the threat of terror and out of fear of a resurrection of the madness that brought about the totalitarian state in the first place. Most Americans sense something is dreadfully wrong, but don't know enough history to understand it. This is a supreme tragedy he says the societal chaos and ultimate takeover uh are what leftists have been scheming actually since the french revolution it is the world utopia with them in charge of course uh the movement was provided greater emphasis in philosophic buttressing by marx and while it failed in the soviet union it's working in china and is about to conquer the united states especially if biden or any democrat is given four more years in the White House. He says what he's basically describing is George Orwell's novel 1984. Orwell pray, or portrayed the end result. We are What we are witnessing today is the movement that will terminate in a 1984 top society. Again, it is deliberate, planned, and so far working almost to perfection. They will win unless our will is stronger than theirs. With Ron McDaniel and Mitch McConnell in control of the supposed opposition party, one is not hopeful. The enemy and its goals must be comprehended in order to be defeated. And the Republican establishment in Washington is utterly clueless. We bemoan the deterioration and destruction of our country. But do you think Barack Obama and George Soros are sorrowful about the current trends in America? Of course not. It is exactly what they desire in design. Things are going according to blueprint. Oh, there are a few obstacles, traditional conservative Americans, but they are mostly old geezers who will die off the next decade or so or two. Then who will stand in the gap to defend traditional America? He says he trembles for our children and grandchildren. With the millions of illegals now in and soon to enter the country, there is a ready-made mass of humanity to organize, to organize into a revolution. There aren't enough, quote, crops for them all to pick. What are they going to do? They will soon discover that America, because of leftist policies, isn't what they were promised it would be. Most of them can't speak the language well enough to perform skilled labor. They will live on the streets or in shanty towns, Venezuelan uh, retreads, huddled together. Together, miserable waiting for a linen or Mao to lead them they will be a revolution waiting to be organized waiting to happen 10 years ago we would never have believed this could happen in america too many still don't believe it 
but the time they by the time they do it will be too late folks you can check that out at frontpagemag.com and that article was by mark lewis and he's pretty much right on the money immigration crisis and open borders one more piece of the global agenda falling into place by mark hitchcock posted on the 12th of may harbingersdaily.com uh, the number one issue in america right now is immigration title 42 expired today may 11th it was a trump era pandemic policy that blocked many foreigners from crossing into the united states to seek asylum the expiration of title 42 is really opening the floodgates of migrate immigration on our southern borders long lines of immigrants are a mass at our borders right now the Biden administration is sending 1500 troops to assist with the migrant surge it's expected to go from about 7500 per day to about 12,000 per day experts are saying the dam's about to break and it's been called the greatest border crisis in world history in 2022 about 3 million migrants crossed the border into the united states it was about 2.8 million which broke the previous record of the year before by 1 million now 2023 is smashing that record things in our country have reached a breaking point political ramifications invasion of our country there are over 11 and a half million undocumented migrants in the united states just to give one example of what this is causing in our country in new york city which is a sanctuary city where many migrants have been bust from Texas and other places. It's costing $8 million a day just for migrant housing. Billions in education and social services are having to be poured into this from our national treasury and our coffers. When you think about this, there are a lot of political ramifications. We all know that immigration is a part of the DNA of America. We're a melting pot nation. The problem is, in many cases today, the melting pot is no longer melting. Many people are defying assimilation into our country. The American public is becoming more and more frustrated and angry about what's happening. A poll released late August found over half of the people in America view what's happening at our southern border as an invasion of our country. Personal implications? What does the Bible say? Practically and personally, what do we do in the midst of this? Well, of course, we vote and we let our opinions be known. But as believers in Jesus Christ, we do have an obligation when people are here in our country to treat them with kindness and goodness. In God's providence, if he's allowing people to come here, we should use this as an opportunity to share the gospel. The Old Testament does speak to this about, quote, the foreigner in your land, but it's not exactly the same as what we have today. God charged the people of Israel to care for strangers and sojourners who came among them. In fact, Exodus 23, 9, it says, Thou shalt not oppress a stranger, for ye know the heart of a stranger, seeing ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. Unquote. God appealed to their own history. The overarching Old Testament principle, however, was that strangers who desired to live in Israel were to be subject to the same laws as the native Israelites. Leviticus 18.26 says this, Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation, nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. Unquote. So when people came into Israel, they were expected to keep Israel's laws and to become assimilated into Israel's culture the problem today is that the first act of illegal immigrants is to break u.s law by the very act of them coming here they're breaking the laws of our nation which is not something that was con conceived for those who came in israel's back in old testament times the new testament doesn't really address immigration directly but we do find jesus had an attitude of love and acceptance towards non-israelites throughout his earthly ministry there are a lot of practical personal implications that you and i have to sift and navigate as we go through our lives but we want to use whatever opportunities god gives us to be ambassadors for jesus christ in the midst of what is all is what is really a very difficult situation prophetic applications a more sinister global agenda he goes let me move uh, now to the prophetic applications the bible tells us in genesis 10 11 that there was worldwide unity at one point in time they were all gathered together at the tower of babel and were dispersed by god by having their language confounded god scattered established nations and established boundaries for those nations so i'm going to increase the font a little bit more here there we go Ooh, I made a little bit bigger. 
<laughs> so the national separateness that we experience today is a God-ordained protection against one of the worst effects of the fall of man, which is man's prideful craving for power. The Apostle Paul says in Acts 17, 26 through 27, that God has, quote, made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed in the bounds of their habitation that they should seek the Lord if haply they might feel after him and find him though he be not far from every one of us unquote. so Paul is saying here that God scattered people and set the boundaries of their dwelling so they would seek after God the problem is that global elites want to reverse this and go back to battle they want open borders and they want global citizens. Most of you know that the World Economic Forum was founded in 1971 by Klaus Schwab, who is the undisputed godfather of globalism. The stated mission of the World Economic Forum is to shape global, regional, and industrial agendas. Uh, since 1971, Schwab and his fellow earth-shaking comrades have convened each year to brainstorm uh, concerning how to overtake existing national infrastructure and turn them into spokes of what we call or what we might call a global wheel, which feeds into a unified central world government. It's called the Davos Agenda because that's where the World Economic Forum meets every year. He says, sadly, the current administration in the United States deliberately refuses to enforce laws on our borders and even threatens states that attempt to enforce them. Why is that? Because ultimately, there's a uh, an agenda that's energized by Satan. It's a global globalist agenda that's preparing the world for the Antichrist and his global governance. So, of course, this is prophesied in Scripture, or prophesied often in Scripture, Revelation 13 being the main chapter. So, global elites are intentional about accelerating their one-world agenda. He says, let me read a paragraph from a book that uh, Jeff Kinley and I wrote together called The Global Reset. And I quote, the whole idea of a global reset is predicted or predicated upon planetary unity between nations under a new umbrella of equality and individualism and nationalism are portrayed as the enemies. In fact, Klaus Schwab describes nationalism as nothing more than the history of nations conquering oppressed peoples. Under globalism, one surrenders all of one's privilege, whether it be from one's race, gender or a national affiliation world peace another element in the plan is achieved when religious intolerance is erased there are no borders in this new world of globalism the philosophy is on full display through the current administration's porous border policy unfortunately these illegal immigration crisis is not likely to be solved with globalism there's no segmenting between citizens and non-citizens as we're all world citizens those who oppose this growing surge of globalism are perceived as hindrances to progress and peace in the human race unquote he says we see this being accelerated in the united states because we're really the final superpower in the world with china hard at our heels they want to destroy the borders and they see those who stand in their way as obstacles in the path of in the, in the path that they have to be removed so it's intentional uh, what we see taking place prophetically this is part of a sinister satanic strategy that's described in design to take the world back to Babel under the rule of one man. Immigration is just one more piece of this global agenda in the world prophetic puzzle that's falling into place. Folks, you can find that article at harbingersdaily.com by March Hitchcock. Hitchcock. I have several of his books. He's a great author and he's... um very wise and what's going on in the world today so guys as you can tell by the headlines folks we are heading towards the tribulation the bible talked about <laughs> there's no denying that there's no way as you can deny even as a non-believer even if you have not accepted christ as your savior right you can look around the world today right now and know something is dreadfully wrong something is not right folks we are not in kansas anymore toto we are not we <laughs> telling you if you look around the world today there's lawlessness there is they're calling evil good and good evil and uh there's uh, the attack on uh on just humans it's the you know think about it of course there's the attack on christians but there's attack on females uh there's attack on males gender what is all this this is nothing but a lie it's an absolute lie we all know there are two genders female and male that's it 
Everybody in the common sense knows that. But it's just, it's chaos, folks. It is all chaos, wickedness, or they're changing. Because, you know, it's the Great Reset. Everything has to be, you know, completely torn down so that they can build back better. You know, this is their whole agenda, folks. I always like that because they get till 2030. Seven years. What else is seven years long tribulation? It's a, it's a great tribulation. Oh, the 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 supper of the lamb. Um, I don't know you guys, but so much is going on in the world today. And I know you're not blind. I know you're not deaf. And uh, you know the Bible always says, "Have ears to hear, let them hear." If you have eyes to see, let them see. You know, it's amazing. Um, you know, that he's told us all these things. And, you know, just, I just, you know, the book of Revelation, everyone's like, it's so hard to understand. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not because it is the revealing, you know, uh, Jesus. This is the apocalypse. This is the revealing, the apocalypse. Anyway, I do want to read this just one really quick here. And it says, let me see me come up over here. It says, Revelation. Jude is wonderful. Jude is Jesus' half-brother. He has a lot to say. Um, okay, so right here. I, want, I just want to read this for you guys. Okay, this is Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. It says, Greeting the seven churches john to the seven churches which are in asia grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from jesus christ the faithful witness the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his god and father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever amen Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Folks, he's coming. He is God Almighty. He is coming. Are you ready? He's going to come and take us home. He's going to snatch his church out of here. We're not meant for his wrath. The great tribulation is God's wrath being poured out on this world. We are not meant for his wrath. He's going to come and he's going to take us home. But are you ready? Is Jesus going to find you doing the work of the kingdom and the work of his father? Or is he going to find you not? I don't know about you guys. But I hope I'm doing his work when he comes to get us. And it could be tonight, folks. He could come and take us home tonight. Today. At any moment. Nobody knows the hour of the day. Nobody. But we do know the season. He did tell us the season. And uh, Matthew chapter 24. Guys, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. Art, it was wonderful getting your email this morning. Ah, oh, it's such a joy to hear from you. Oh, I did want to tell you, if you're still hanging in there listening. <laughs> um, so the book... After the rapture, what comes next? The original. Okay, so I, I figured this out. I, I So instead of, I have the other book up there too, but so what I did is I uploaded the new manuscript and I combined it. So if you now go to purchase the After the Rapture, What Comes Next, the original book, it'll now say expanded edition or uh, updated edition, I think is what it says underneath it. It's the same one. So whatever you've been buying, if you click on that same link like you've been buying, like I think there's some folks order like um, several at a time. So if you click on that link, whatever you've been ordering, it's going to it's automatically going to send you the updated version now. So um, there's no uh, the old version is no longer anymore. It's not. I uploaded the manuscript and I redid everything. And so it's all the new book now. So. Whenever you go to After the Rapture, What Comes Next, you're going to get the new book uh, from now on. So anyway, guys, thank all of y'all so much um, for all your support. I, I really do appreciate that. Um, if you guys do go to Amazon, um, you can get After the Rapture, What Comes Next. If you go to um, Barnes & Noble online, you can get, I think, uh, After the Rapture, What Comes Next is 
uh, as well. That's the only book that's on Barnes and Noble online. And I, I don't know how it got there, but it's there. Um, <laughs> praise God. Uh, so anyway, um, um, anyway, with that, guys, you know, uh, uh, oh, thank you guys so much. And I do want to go ahead and do some more on Audible. The only book that I have on Audible is um, Aliens, Demons, or Angels, Part 1. That's the, the World in Chaos. It's like right when the rapture happens. Um, that is on Audible. But I want to do um, When the Rapture Hits the Fan. I want to put that on Audible. If you guys haven't got that, it's a super quick read, but it's pretty dramatic. It's it's a I've been told a, a, a page turner. <laughs> so anyway if you guys um are ever you know whatever in amazon and you guys want to go check all that out your uh yeah go check out some of those books i, I would appreciate that um all, all those uh proceeds and or all the you know I, I don't make much on those um i i, I keep them pretty cheap because I, I just want to get the word of god out there um but whatever does come through it usually goes to pay my internet um you know it goes to pay some of the internet and uh you know the website it goes to pay for the website there at um, BibleProphecyForToday.com. Um, so if you ever go to the if you ever go to the website and it has like that 404 error, it's because I haven't I haven't, <laughs> I haven't updated the payment or whatever. But um, yeah, uh, but uh, just just know that when y'all do you know get buy those books and do all that kind of stuff, that's where it goes. It's going to pay the internet my podcasting fees, and it goes to pay that too, and uh, all the good stuff. But um, if you do go, it is Bible Prophecy, the number four today.com. And you guys can check there. And I do have a link to my author page there. Uh, right there, it has the Kindle and all that good stuff on there. It takes you right to the book. So uh, now when you go there and it, you can look right down, it says top, top title, it says After the Rapture, What Comes Next? It is the original. And not only is it the original, folks, it's, it does now say uh, updated edition. So. You'll see that, and then when the rapture hits the fan, and then right next to it, it says, After the rapture, what comes next? The Kindle edition. And so they're all there together. So that is this, it's the original book, um, but it is uh, the updated book. I'm hoping, I'm sure, hoping, maybe not. <laughs> I'm checking on this right now, December the, the 30th. So let me see. I'm hoping that, that it should. It should automatically, um, well, I really was hoping that that would be, yeah, let me see. It may not even let me buy, you know, it will not, I don't think it'll let me even buy it. Um, let's see. I don't know. Let me see. Let me scroll down here. Maybe not. Maybe not. Well, anyway, if you do go there, just know when you go to Amazon, uh, it does still have the original on there. I don't know why it shouldn't be on there. I don't know why. I, I'm not that technical. You guys, I'm not that not that tech savvy. <laughs> Let me see the Kindle. Let me see if it... Okay, so it doesn't. Okay, so... Okay, I just wanted to double check. So, yes, when you do click on that after the rapture, what comes next? The one from December. Okay, it has been updated. It just took a little bit to update on there. So, it is... Uh, the original was published in December 2nd, uh, 2020. So yes, when you do click on that, you're going to get sent the new updated version, the updated edition of After the After the Rapture, What Comes Next. Okay. Thanks for hanging with me during that um, rambling phase there, you know. <laughs> anyway, guys, I got to get off of here. It's late here tonight. And so um, get in the Word of God. Let the word of God get into you and Maranatha, Lord Jesus, come quickly, Lord Jesus. May tonight be the night, folks. Keep watching. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus, not on this world. Focus on the kingdom, not on the chaos of this world. We have peace through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Remember that he gives us peace. And so thank God for that. Our joy is in the Lord, not in our circumstances. And uh, we keep uh, keep my cousin uh, in your prayers, um, Tyson Tanner, who is on the border, along with all the other people down there as well. Um, you know, I have a cousin that's, um, oh, goodness gracious, she's going through so much. She does so much, and she's got a lot of health issues. If you'd get, uh, keep my little cousin Leslie in your prayers, I sure would appreciate that as well. Um, my friend LaShondra, uh, they lost one of their pets. First time they ever lost a pet. I don't think she's ever had a pet before her and her, her kiddos. And so they're mourning their pet. And uh, I always tell people, 
you've ever lost the pet and people look at you like, what's wrong with you? It's just a dog or it was just a lizard or it was just a whatever you had. It was your pet that you loved. Yeah, the Bible has something to say about that. Second Samuel chapter 12, as a matter of fact. Remember King David, who is that man? He should be, you know, that's when Nathan said, it's you. But anyway, um, the whole thing is the little man, the poor man had nothing but a little ewe lamb. You know, and he drank of his cup and ate of his food and slept in his bosom. And it was like a daughter to him. And so when I read that, I remember a long time ago, it just hit me like God knows how much we love our pets, our animals that he's given us. They're like our family. And so, um, we're, you know, if you're mourning the loss of, of a pet, just know God understands. And uh, they are family. But uh, anyway, I really am. It's like text. I'm <laughs> In the South, we got to say bye twice. Okay, we got to say at least twice. I'm going to say goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes more than that. <laughs> no, I'm really going to get off of here. But anyway, Art, um, if you want to return that one, you got go ahead and return that and then get you a new one. Or um, if not, I, I'll actually send you one. Just let me know. Um, anyway, guys, if you want to email me, you can always email Heather at BibleProphecyForToday.com. Shoot me an email. Uh, more Bible prophecy uh, for today at outlook.com, whichever is easier for you. Or you can go to my website and click on the um, contact as well. And you can shoot me an email directly from there. Anyway, I'd love to hear from you guys. I really would. Absolutely. Um, with that, I'm going to tell you guys good night. And may God bless each and every one of you. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening and for all your support and all your prayers. Just know I'm praying for you guys too. May God bless each and every one of you may his face shine upon you may he give you boldness to continue to stand for him and be the salt and light in this world that he's called us to be in jesus name thank you guys so much Amen.